0: So we have this big driveway, and um, the kids were over, the grandkids were over, and we were at the house. And Nova, who is nine, and I, who just turned 25, times two, <laughs> she was like, hey, Grandma, I race you. And so I was like, OK. So we started racing, which was halfway. I was like, I should abort this mission, but I didn't. I kept going. And when we got to the end, she says, wow, Grandma, you did pretty good for a 50-year-old grandma. <laughs> I said, no, she didn't. Also, in my birthday card, she put um, she made me a birthday card, it was a homemade birthday card, and she said, "Hip, hip, hip, hooray! It's your birthday." And then when you open it, and she says, "I threw in an extra hip in case you needed a replacement." And <laughs> she came up with that on her own. <laughs> Bless her heart." <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Um, so we have some announcements. And I would love to tell you that I have them all in here, but that's not true. They're all in there. <laughs> so Marilyn's going to come up and share some stuff with you guys. She's the brains behind it, anyways. All
1: uh, right. Just a reminder. Just a reminder that uh, Angel Tree is due December the 12th for the gifts and food. Um, if you're buying, some of you signed up for like one thing for all nine families. We're actually with seven. Two of them were get give them food and took, called us and let us know they didn't need it. So we're to 7, not 9. Um, also, our holiday party will be January 31st. We'll be celebrating, like we did last year, Christmas and New Year's together. We'll do the white elephant gift. The um, limit for that is 25 for adults. We're also going to do one for the children, and that's a $10 gift. Huh? No, December thirty first. Did I say I might have said January? Sorry. <laughs> you know, hey, <laughs> I'm trying to buy some time. Okay, next thing. Um, so if y'all noticed, I don't know if y'all have seen in the bathrooms, we have a book featured book of the month. So this month um, we're doing Little Beans um, and a Big God. And this is actually a true testimony about a little girl who prayed for someone and saw healing. And one of the things that the book is, uh, really demonstrates is that miracles are not for adults only. Anyone can expect and perform miracles. And um, it talks about uh, faith and hope, working with a farmer, big farmer, God. And I thought, what it made me think about was how Adam and Eve, when they were um, removed from the garden, Adam wasn't cursed. God didn't curse Adam. He cursed the ground. But God still met them in the field, and he still worked with them. So the great farmer still works with us today. He still works with our kids. And what a great lesson for the kids to just to know who they are, what they can do, what their purpose is, what their true identity is, because we know it because we've been taught, now we can teach them. It's just, I, I don't know, i just it just blessed me so much. And then one other one, and y'all may not have seen this one yet, this book is by Chip and Joanna Gaines. And it's just a little book that we saw when we were in Waco, it's about identity. But in here it says, you're one of a kind, and it's so clear to see the world needs you, needs who you are, <laughs> The world needs who you are meant to be. And I really love this story because it's talking about kids working, walking, and their true identity and their true purpose. We don't all have the same purpose. We don't. But you know what? Together is what makes us the great body. So it's just a really neat story for the kids. So just wanted to let you all know, those are over there in the corner. The core, was it knowledge of the core? (laughs) Corner. So, anyway, guys, we'll have the sign-up sheet for the, the holiday party next week. Thanks.
2: He's good, amen? amen. Um, I want to do something real quick that um, uh, as we kind of, you know, transition is, is uh, always interesting because Holy Spirit never leaves. Amen. amen. Um, you know, there was a... Uh, Eric, when did you and Rebecca play hooky? I mean, did y'all miss that time? Was it like three weeks ago, three or four Sundays ago, right? Yeah, so it was about a month ago or whatever. I I had this word. Uh, I saw this this whole picture thing, and you know, I expressed all that and explained all that uh, just a couple of weeks ago about the the um, the intimacy of creation or the the creative intimacy that is about to increase in this house because of them too and they they carry this anointing for that and I don't know if you were looking today just was blowing me away not I mean when I'm on the guitar I get lost and I you know I look like I'm in a fight but that's okay. But I I, I love what you guys are pressing into and where you're headed. Um, but this morning there was something that shifted. Uh, I don't know if anybody else feel that did you feel something just shift in our worship this morning, uh, like a step, you know, two of you. Man, I'm in the wrong house. So if you're on YouTube this morning, <laughs> did anybody, if you felt that, can you please just, just, just yeah. we need to be acknowledging that, right? Amen? The reason we need to acknowledge it is because it's by the word of our testimony. Amen? Yeah. And there is something that is shifting, and if you want to be part of that, then you need to step into that. Uh, the, the whole point about the word was just to bring out, uh, the acknowledgement that something is about to happen if you and I are willing to go there and those two are going to lead the way and they don't even know what it looks like. And this morning, I don't, I, I, so I see from this vantage point, right? When some of you don't clap, I mean, when some of you are just lost <laughs> in your seat, right? But here's my point. I'm sitting back here and I could see God doing something with you, Eric. I totally saw it, man. I was so just like, in love with what was going on with you, and part of it, he's being moved by what he sees his grandkids and his wife doing, right? But he's having his own moment with the father. And I'm not trying to embarrass you in any way. I know that you're you're not like that, but I'm saying this because when you stepped out and you came up over here with her, something shifted shifted in the atmosphere. I Sarah, where were you this morning? Sarah was was uh, she told us right before. Um, we prayed for worship practice. That she says, look, it's totally weird, but I'm seeing green, right? And uh, green for her, uh, I f- already forgot what it means for her. Uh, but uh, I always think of Psalm 23 when I hear or see uh, the color green, right? And the part about causing you to lie down in green pastures. Uh, there is such a peace that shifted when you stepped out. When y'all's, hand, I was, dude, I was totally watching and I am fully going to admit that I am watching you guys because I'm expecting the level of creative intimacy to increase in this house because of what I heard the father say that was going to start with you two. And when your hands touched, I said, oh man, I wanted to, you know, it totally would have been a atmosphere breaker for me to yes and all that, right? What I'm trying to say today is the shift is happening. I hope you're aware of just, listen, even if you're just slightly aware that something shifted, then that's a start because these two are going to take us to a place that we have not been. They're going to take us to a place. If you will latch onto this, you will see your own personal, intimate time with the Father is going to increase. There's going to be a shift in that because of these two. And I, I had to acknowledge what happened here this morning so that you and I are aware of it, right? We're family, amen? amen. And uh, I, I don't want any one of us to miss out on the elevated step that we're about to take, especially in our worship, because worship is not what you do here. This is the fun part of just coming together as family and showing off to Him, right? Worship is when you're at home. And you're in that moment where, man, dang, Jesus, I need you. And he, oh, I'm right here. I got you. Right? So I want to do something. I love the weirdness, right? Listen, if you want to, um, if you don't feel comfortable, then hey, no problem. It, it, COVID and all that stuff, there's no judgment in this house at all. If there is, we kick you out. Um, if you want to latch on to this, I, I believe full what the Bible talks about when uh, Paul had to. Uh, or he sent out his handkerchiefs, and then also, you know, the bones of Elijah, the cape of Elijah, and on and on and on. So I believe in the in a transference of anointing. And if you would like that, if you could just touch your hand on their shoulders, if you want to jump up and grab this real quick, we're going to pray. Uh, you don't have to. Don't feel obligated. You can reach your hand out. Holy Spirit doesn't need that to make that happen in your life. Um, but I just felt like we needed to do this. Um, and so, man, Father... We just thank you for this amazing couple. We thank you for what you have done in them. But Lord, I thank you for what you're about to do. You've already started it. And the beautiful thing about what is happening with them and to them is also going to happen through them for this house and for all those that want to step into that. So we just pray right now, just a release of that anointing that you spoke about, Lord. And we ask you, Father, to uh, give Eric and Rebecca just a, a, a deeper insight into where they're going so they can lead us as we follow right along with them. Holy Spirit, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, man, that is good stuff right there. Now, man, is that good or what? Man, man, guys, I love you, man. I love you guys. I don't know what everybody else thinks, but I love you. So let me have all the kiddos real quick. Oh, yes, ma'am. Did you notice when he got up and they were harmonizing
1: together, how looked they were
2: organized? Yes. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm going to get real weird now, man. I love it. What I really felt was now, I don't understand all of the the um, the aspects of flagging the way that Rebecca does. And some of you other ladies who have worked with her, you know, you know a lot of the um, ins and outs, if you will, and what goes on. Uh, I know there is uh, absolutely something that happens uh, when someone flags over you with the heart of the Father. I know that there is something that happens and you want to know? Take her class, right? Uh, but what I felt in that moment, they're, all of the attention focused to them, not because of them, but because of what was represented. I felt like angels in the room just started going, oh, snap, here it comes. I felt like the angels around us were sitting here saying, dang, here it comes. Get ready. Are you ready? I really felt like that. Uh, I, you know, hey, I'm really weird. I love it. Uh, And I really believe that that was part of the shifting. So I was going to save that one, but thank you for mentioning that. So, yeah, I love you guys and what you're bringing. I love it so much. So, yeah. There you go. Is this cool or what? See, your kids are not afraid to step in to what they don't know. Man, guys, this is, like, this is like ridiculously amazing. Right? Do you see that? We don't know exactly where we're going, and we have no idea what we're doing. But Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with what just happened. Amen? Religion will tell us that there is. Yes, ma'am here in this house we know what y'all have gone through. We've been here with you and we're going to continue to be with you. It's so beautiful that he would look down and say, "Hey baby girl, this is for you." All right? I don't think he calls Eric baby boy, but I know he <laughs> But I know he looks at Eric and he smiles really big. <laughs> so you kids, uh, I love that. You see, here's the thing. This last two years is we've been, or it, we've been in this journey for almost five years now uh, about kingdom and leaving religion behind and stepping into the unknown. And the beautiful thing is, is that um, we're cutting a path and we're building a house. And the roof of the house that we build is going to be the floor for our children to build the next level. Our ceiling is their floor. It should be that way in life. Amen? We have the joy of having kids who, they don't do this because, oh, it's the thing to do. They really love what they do when they worship like that. And so, man, I'm just so thankful that you all moved where you did and stepped into it. So thank you all so much. Amen? Um, Man, I know Lydia's got all kinds of awesome things to teach y'all back there about Hearing the voice of the Father and and moving with that. So, kiddos, are y'all ready? Yeah. Dead silence. That's not cool. All right, y'all have at it. God bless. Amen. Yeah, they're paying attention. Um, I know we have several visitors in the house, and uh, thank y'all for uh, you know gracing us with your presence, man. Thank y'all so much. So good to have you all with us. Um, man, this has been amazing. Uh, at least I know for me it, it's just amazing. Um, there's a whole lot going on. Um, don't forget about. Um, so we're kind of changing our. Le- I'm 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 not studying it every day, but I'm diving into um, tithing and offering and you know for all these twenty five years that Raquel and I were stuck in religion, um, you know it was a tithe and you know ten percent or. Of uh, your gross or God's going to get his right. You know, you remember that. And, uh, uh, you know, I just don't believe that anymore, that I, I, never, I don't believe that God is an angry dad and and he's waiting with the lightning bolt, you know, to, to smack you. Uh, that is absolutely a lie. Um, <clears throat> he's a good, good father. Amen. He always has been in every aspect of scripture. And uh, so we are in the process of killing angry dad theology uh, because it is a lie. <laughs> it's not true. Um, but, you know, there in the New Testament, in the new covenant that Jesus came, we have uh, we have the, the principle of sowing and reaping, right? Um, now, we, we come together here in this house. For Kill and I, uh, as pastors, as leaders, we don't take a salary. We don't do that. We believe in investing back in you and in what you're doing. And so that... Uh, it takes money to keep the air on. It takes money to put up the lights and and all that stuff. The, you know, we do have uh, some pretty amazing things happening on Instagram and uh, YouTube. Um, man, uh, it's crazy how the 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 reels that we put up and some of the posts that are going up uh, we're hitting in the thousands. You remember when somebody called us a little rinky-dink church? Amen. <laughs> You know, I I don't say that out of spite. It's just, it's just amazing what's happening, amen. And so that kind of stuff, it takes money. It takes money to do the breakfast. If you know, if you enjoy the breakfast that uh, John and Zoe do an amazing job on, um, yeah. So all of that cost costs money. So obviously, um, you know, it it we believe in sowing and reaping, and. Um, I'm not saying that the tithe is wrong terminology. and Never use it. I'm not saying that at all. So you heresy hunters, don't uh, don't go there. It's all right. Um, but uh, we definitely need to just remind everyone about giving to the house as you, man, just see what the Lord would, would have you do, right? Uh, Sarah back there, uh, wave your arm. Uh, she can be the one to help you with the app and all that good stuff, or there's an offering plate back there for um, checks or cash and all that good stuff. But... So here we are. It's amazing. We're getting to the end. You know, I had to think about it. It's only the end of our second year as Core Church after we rebranded. Raquel and I were going back and forth, and she'd say, no, it's three years, and she'd hit me, and then I'd say, no, it's one year, and I'd hit her back. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, It's at the end of two years. It feels like it's been so much longer uh, in a good way, not like, oh, my God. God, it's not like that. It's um like O M G, this is amazing, right? Um, and uh, so we're coming up on the end of the end of our second year, and um, uh, I tell you what, if you would turn with me to the book of John, chapter twenty, I know they're going to put it on the screen. Um, as we get to the end of this second year, um, I have been saying this for about a month now that um. I believe there is a shift. I believe it's it's time that Core Church is about to take a step into the implementation of the kingdom of, of releasing the kingdom. We full heartedly believe in the uh, in a kingdom reformation that needs to happen. Uh, we've been pushing that that terminology that language uh, for a little over two and a half years now, three years almost about kingdom reformation. Um, We believe that, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk these days uh, about revival and revivalist and all that is great. It's not a knock at all. We need revival. But if you don't have reformation, then revival has nothing to stick to. You have to have reformation or revivals just burn out. Um, And if you look back in history, every revival has at one point, it's it's gone out, right? There was a... um, uh, there was, uh, I believe it was right around the turn of the century, and I'm going to totally forget the name. I did not put that in my notes. There was a revival that broke out. I think it was not the Wales revival. It was somewhere in, up in New England. And there was an entire, I think it was five counties that had a massive revival break out. And these had big cities in there, and, you know, for the turn of the century. And, and it was so powerful that the jails were empty. Such a powerful revival. The jails were empty the only thing the courts had to deal with were taxes. They didn't have to deal with, you know, Mr. Brown got drunk and beat up Mr. Green and whatever else. And this this you know, this murder and this break-ins. There was none of that in the, in these 5 counties. Um but then it eventually it, it died out because they never changed the system. Does that make sense? See, you hear that word reform. You hear that a lot these days from the political realm, right? And what's sad is uh, these, um, okay, Doug Addison says fast negativity. So how do I word this? (laughs) These amazing elected leaders that we have. (laughs) There's some awesomeness in there somewhere. Sarcasm, insert insert sarcasm any of them any of them right i'm not talking democrat or republican or i'm talking all of them they talk they throw that word out a lot about reform but they're using it um number one from a wrong definition and number two with a wrong heart we want to see systems of the world reformed to who they were really meant to be. The education uh, system of our world was not meant to be a babysitter. It was meant to truly raise up children in the path that they should go. It was meant to instruct and guide them into the necess- necessary tools that they will need to face the reality of life. Right? Anyway, I'm not going to. Pull it back. Pull it back. The political scheme of today or the scene, sorry, the political scene of today, we need reformation because those people really do work for us. And it's supposed to be that way. They're supposed to look out for the people. Right. And they're not doing that. I don't care what they say and what they're doing. They're not doing it. Um, And we can go on and on. The entertainment industry, right? The entertainment industry was meant to bring glory to the king of kings. That's what it's meant there for. That's that's the true nature and the purpose of the entertainment industry is to bring glory to the king. Um, And so anyway... Um, Reformation is what we're after. We're going to start by going after our city, Conroe. And, uh, how many of y'all were here for Dub Alexander, uh, Brian Pena and, and, uh, Josh? Oh, I'm going to mess it up. Sorry, Josh. Farinbrook, Farrenbrook. Justin Farrenbrook. Oh my goodness. He's my friend. What am I doing? Sorry, bro. I know you're going to (laughs) watch. Um, how many of y'all were here the day that Dub took us through the, um, the defining of core on a deeper level, right? And looking at what we want to go after. One of the things we want to go after is we want to see reformation in our city. And we want to start to begin by making an inroad with our police department. And we want to care for these gentlemen and ladies. We want to go in and, and, and work to support with them And how can we... Help and benefit them. And we're going to begin to tackle that um, because uh, we believe in our city. We believe Conroe, starting with Conroe, moving into Willis and Woodlands, is meant to be an area of prosperity, an area uh, of just beautification, an area where there's peace, an area where people come and they know they're blessed, right? They may not use that terminology, which I really want to get away from that too. I don't like all that Christianese anymore, right? Shondai, no. <laughs> um, but how do we do that? Well, I'm glad that you asked. Uh, in John chapter 20, we're going to see this. There's, there's, there's some things that I said um, a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't realize what I said until I thought about it later. I was like, man, that wasn't in my notes. Why did that, why, <laughs> where did that come from? And I was making the statement as we were looking about how Adam was created and how God literally formed him out of dirt. And then it says he breathed into him, right? God took his breath and, in, and blew that into Adam and his lungs filled, and the Bible says that he became a living being, right? We read, y'all remember that comment I was making? And, and as I went into that, I made the statement that that breath that he breathed, we looked at the, the Hebrew word there, and it, it actually means like the breath, the, the, the move of God. And that is what was instilled into Adam. And the one thing, the statement I made is that the one thing that's never changed or been talked about differently in Scripture, is the breath that you and I breathe. I fullheartedly believe that the breath that you and I take in and out right now, everybody breathe in. Let it out. See, I believe that that is still the same breath that he blew into Adam. I believe with all my heart that you and I are the functioning movements in our body that he instilled from the very get-go. And I thought about that, and I was like, man, Chris, that's, that's pretty weird. Where did you get that from? And I'm like, man, Chris, I don't know. I was having this conversation back and forth. And so I started doing some digging, and I found something that truly blew my mind, and I love this. Um, so I want you to keep Adam, and, uh, and Eve is included in that, right? Uh, I'm just the scripture specifically talks about he created Adam, blew into his nostrils and, and, and Adam was there for a little bit before God realized, man, Adam's not enough to to uh, reflect my image in the way it needs to be done. So I am gonna put him to sleep, take out a rib and I'm going to make, you know, this other person and Adam sees her at first and he goes, whoa, man, and that's where the name came from. All of the men said, yeah. (laughs) So keep that in mind, where God breathed into Adam, he comes alive, right? That breath is still the thing that keeps you and I alive. Amen? Amen? It's what gives us life. So Jesus is talking here um, in John chapter 20. Everybody there? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read out of the, uh, uh, the New American Standard and the Passion. So um, New American Standard, it says, uh, Now when it was evening uh, on that day, the first day of the week, in verse 19, sorry, uh, the doors were shut and the disciples were together due to fear of the Jews Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be to you. Um, And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. And the disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And so Jesus said to them again, Peace be to you. Uh, Just as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. And said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, uh, their sins have been forgiven. And if you retain the sins of any, uh, they have been retained. Right? So that's New American Standard. So then uh, here in the Passion, that evening the, uh, the disciples were gathered together. And because they were afraid of the reprisals of the Jewish leaders, they had locked the doors to the place where they met. But suddenly Jesus appeared among them and said, peace to you. And then he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. And they were overjoyed to see the Lord with their own eyes. In verse 21, Jesus repeated his greeting. He says, peace to you. And he told them, just as the father has sent me, I am sending now. I'm now sending you. Then taking a deep breath he blew on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. I send you to preach the forgiveness of sins, and people's sins will be forgiven, but if you don't proclaim the forgiveness of their sins, there will remain, they will remain guilty. The word right here in both translations and in many translations says that he breathed on them. Amen. And I want to read to you uh, about this particular word. If you search the word breathe in the New Testament, there's only about 12 or 14. I forgot which one it is, and I didn't put that in my notes. There's about 12 or 14 references. Uh, you remember when it says that Saul was uh, looking after Christians still, quote, breathing threats. Do y'all remember uh, that the scripture says that, right? He was breathing threats. Well, that that's not the same um, uh, it's not the same definition or the same connotation either. There's, um, We'll see in a second in Revelation. Um, yes, we will. I'm getting there, baby. It's okay. I'm going. I'm moving. That means moving along. Let's go. All right. So this word breathe right here. Please hear me if you hear. don't hear anything else today. The Greek word that is used here... It does not appear anywhere else in the New Testament. This, this particular word, this is the only place that it is used in the whole New Testament that we have, right? With this specific um, connotation in the way it is. Because the word is actually pneuma, which is the word used for Holy Spirit. Many of you know that already, right? But there's a difference with this particular usage right here, okay? Okay. Um, It's not found anywhere else in the New Testament, but it is the exact same word in the Septuagint that is used in the Hebrew for when God breathed into Adam. So we have one usage at the very beginning of creation where he says, come alive, and then at the very onset of the new covenant where the king has come to bring fr- freedom and liberty and to bring the true revelation of kingdom, he stands here and he's t- this, is, this is the moment he meets them, right? Peace to you. And he breathes on them. Now, I'm not going to do a whole Benny Hinn thing today and blow on everybody. I'm not going to do that. Because I believe, listen, I believe with just that saying that right there, I believe you all caught it. There's one instance in the whole New Testament where this word is used, and it is the same word used at the beginning. You have two aspects of, of man. You have the creation of man, right? And then you have the, the fall where they fell, right? Right? And then you have the man that came back to bring us back to that standing, right? And Jesus comes to do that. He handles that. He's hung on the cross. He dies. He comes back to life, kicks the stone out of the way. And he comes to his people and he says, now go. It is the rejuvenation of what man was supposed to be all along. When Jesus blew on them, it is the same life-giving presence that blew on Adam and brought him to life. And it's the same presence that blows on them right then and there to bring them to life. Because till that moment, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. And Jesus comes bringing true life, true freedom, true, true, true. The way truth and the life is what He brings, right? Right? And He releases it by blowing on them and then telling them, now go. Are y'all with me? Does this make sense? So, the beginning of the new creation life, it it came right when Jesus blew on them. They had the revelation and the understanding of man. Man. He came back, (laughs) and now he blows on them and breathes that same God-life-giving breath into their lungs. I made this statement that I didn't fully understand, and I said that the breath is the one thing that's never been, um, like Scripture's never said anything about our breath, right? That it stops, or that it, Um, there's nothing in there. It's just that this person breathes and this person, you know, breathing threats and on and on and on. There's a lot of passages, especially in the Old Testament, Testament, about breathing in the presence, breathing in the aroma and all that kind of stuff. But the two most significant points show the actual reformation of mankind. Getting mankind back to what he was originally designed to be. And that was the living, breathing son of the living God. Does that make sense? Sarah told me about uh, uh, when, when uh, they were in uh, Amarillo and uh, Dr. Pfizer made this comment uh, that God only makes God. He only produces, I mean, do any, anybody in here, do y'all, you know, I, I mean, y'all don't decide to have a baby and have a dog, right? Why is that? Because it doesn't work. You know, um, we only reproduce what we are, and we are the image of the Father, He does the same thing. He only produced what he is. He said it, I make them in my image. Well, he said we, right? We make them in our image. God only reproduces God. Does this make sense? So when the enemy came in, when Satan went over there and he spits his lies out to to Eve and, you know, she falls for it and Adam falls for it. What truly happened was um, not all the things that the Chick Tracks told us. (laughs) But what really happened is mankind in that moment gave up the dominion and the authority that they had over the earth. That's why, you know, God never cursed them. I don't know if y'all know that go back and read the scripture God didn't curse Adam and Eve he didn't even curse mankind he said I cursed the ground for your sake he cursed the ground there it's because God doesn't curse I don't think we should either <laughs> that was too perfect I had to throw that in there <laughs> I had to do that I know some uh, school of kingdom peeps uh, don't agree with that but hey I you do you I do me God doesn't cuss, I don't think I should either. <laughs> so the dominion that man had and the authority that man had, they said, here you go. That's what really happened. And at that moment, God has to step in and things have to shift and change because they've given up everything that he gave them, right? Right? And so it took all these years, all this time, and Jesus comes to bring mankind all the way back and restore him back to the true reformation of what man was supposed to be. Right to the beginning, back. You and I right now, we have full dominion and authority. Jesus said it himself, didn't he? I give you all authority and power over all the power of the enemy. Are y'all with me? And so all that started with a breath, with him blowing. That's how we were created, and that's how we were reinstated. Does that make sense? It was the same breath from the Father that blew and created mankind, and I am completely blown away with that concept of thinking that. You want to know? You want to? Know, you want to know how stupid most of us have been in our life at some point before Christ? We're not dumb now, but. Um, uh, it's funny, Dub. Our, our, you know, our good friend Dub. He put up something the other day about. Uh, remember when the big thing with Christians was about the uh, uh, the uh, Starbucks Christmas cup? <laughs> remember when Christians got all bent out of shape because of the coffee cup that Starbucks was not going to put their Christmas stuff on? Oh, we're going to ban them. Yeah. But we love the world. But we're going to turn away from you. If you don't put Christmas on the cup, um, it's their company. Number one, if they don't want to do it, then that's on them. I wonder what they thought of us. I remember um, years ago, we used to do a lot of street ministry on the north side of Houston. This was in my religious days, very, very religious. So I looked for the Catholics, man come on, baby, let's throw down, let's get it, I was ready with my Bible, come on, you know, um, <laughs> who is so bad, um, but we'd be out on the streets of the north side of Houston, we'd go late at night sometimes, and, and all of the gangs in the north side knew who we were, uh, there was four different main gangs, they all knew us, uh, there was about nine different apartment complexes. Um, And uh, they all knew us very well, and, you know, it it was all over the place. Everything you could imagine, uh, we saw it, smelled it, got around it, (laughs) whatever. And there was one night in particular where um, uh, he was a a pimp, and some of the ladies that worked for him were all there, uh, and they were talking to us. And he came walking up, and we had only had an interaction with him twice and he come walking up and um, uh there was a it was is it was one of my first encounters uh, I wasn't leading the thing but it was one of my first encounters with someone who I believe had a full-on uh demonic encounter kind of thing uh, going on with him there were some things that happened that you you can't explain them in the in the physical right um his face and his eyes they sh- they just automatically changed instantly um, he uh um well, I'll 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 tell you uh, to describe it to you. Um there's no kids in here, is there? Oh, never mind. I'll i never mind. Uh his his he he changed, right? Everything just kind of changed and um uh like he was a black guy and the change that happened, there's that ain't happening. That's not normal, right? And um he began to do some things and say some things, and, and the encounter was uh, going kind of weird. And, and finally, this one guy says, Man, we just love you. We just love you. And everything went right back. He said, Man, we just love you. We just love these ladies. We know where you are and where you've been. And, and he couldn't handle it. And he actually ran away, actually ran away screaming. Um, and um, um, we get so wrapped up in coffee cups that we forget to love people right or or we we think that we we, we go even better, right We think that um, um, we have to hold up signs and treat people a certain way when when Jesus never did, and God never had a plan to do that in the first place. and so what I'm getting at is um, um, We've got to get back to the breath that was breathed on us and let that be what we are letting in and out. Um, man, I'm full on um, willing and, and, and ready to talk about anything. There's all kinds of things that, that the world needs answers for, right? And you and I have the solutions. Is this true? You and I have the answers. Why? Because we have the mind of Christ. Yes? We have full access to the heavenlies, amen, because we're seated, amen, and on top of that, now I just had this full-on, for me personally, I just had this full-on revelation that now, man, I actually have the breath of my Father in me. See, the first breath to Adam, that gave life. The breath from Jesus, that gives power. So you and I, we have life and power and everything in between. The Word tells us that we have everything that pertains to life and godliness. Amen? We've been already given every spiritual blessing, every single thing. Man. So, what does that, what does that mean for you and I? Man, it's 1230. Man, that worship team went way long today. Man, what does that mean for you and I? Uh, this whole political stuff that's going on, we have the answer. But we're not going to solve it by screaming and hollering and, and honestly acting stupid. It's not going to change anything. If you don't want to spend your money at a certain store, man, that's your prerogative. That's do it, you know. But if you get out there and hold a sign and if you make this statement, oh, I'm against that. I don't know how that works when Jesus never was against anything except the money changers in the temple. And the Pharisees, you know, he didn't. I, I talked to somebody one time and they said, oh, he was against them. Well, yeah, but he got into conversation with them. You know, he didn't. Everything Jesus did was a conversation. We want to solve racism? I'm ready for that, man. I've already started that, I'm trying. I want to. We, we did a whole YouTube thing, sat down with two. One guy is a very good friend of mine. and One guy works for me, very close friend, two black guys and me. We sat down, and we had a very open conversation. You can go look at it. I'm ready to do more. Let's, let's figure this out. We want to solve political stuff. Let's do it, man. Let's go for it. Coronavirus, let's go for it. Let's do it. But we got to have a conversation. Um. I do believe in making a stand for certain things. I, I read a, a story yesterday about the Round Rock, either the city or the uh, county. They have their the school district has their own police force, and they actually sent officers to someone's house to arrest them because they were causing. A, they wanted to uh, talk during the meeting, and they wouldn't let them, and uh, they had to have those parents escorted off the property. And the police force, three days later, goes and arrests them. The police force of the school district. I'm sorry, but that's just wrong. And there are certain instances like that where I believe we do have to take a stand. But uh, homosexuality? Does God not happy with that? No, he's not. Does he love them? Absolutely. And we've had that thing wrong for years. Oh, I love you. I love you, but I'm going to smash you in the face and tell you how messed up you are. Yeah. Anyway, my goodness, I'm about to go off. on. Never mind. I see it, Raquel. She's telling me, stop. I mean, there's just so many, really honestly, church, there's so many practical things, practical things that you and I, We cannot go down the road of the normal because we're not normal. We're supernatural. We are the life of Adam and the power of Jesus. The breath that we breathe, we're not in Adam anymore, right? Because Jesus came and he redeemed all that. What I'm getting at is you and I live and breathe because God blew his breath into Adam and then Jesus comes around, and he does the full-on redemption to you and I. It's not just, man, think about this. It's not. I just saw this. It's not just his blood that redeems, but it's also his breath. The blood had already shed, and Jesus still had to come and blow, right? Man. Anyway, I don't know. That hit me right there. That's, I think uh, I need to look into that, man. That's, that's hitting me pretty good. Are you good? Does this make sense? So we're going to go after Reformation because we have the life and the power of our Father, and we're his sons and his daughters. Religion kills, but Jesus gives life. Amen. Y'all stand with me. Um, I want to encourage something else uh, that I don't know why this was kind of on my mind late last night, and uh, and again this morning, I thought it was just a fleeting thought, but it kept coming up, but um, um I want to really encourage you with your kids, um, excuse me, um, I come from a very hard background, uh, where it was everything by the law, and um, you know, real strict, and all that good stuff, and um, my mom and dad were so young when they had me, they were both teenagers, and um, they didn't know, they didn't understand anything about raising kids, they were still kids theirself, right? Um, and um, for some reason, this thought kept coming up that I needed to talk about this real quick, was just remember that you're not meant to control your children, you're meant to instill destiny in them Um, I love my mom and dad I do, I love them to death my dad and I got a really great relationship now where we didn't for a lot of years Uh, you know we've been in those about to throw down moments Um, thought my life was gone (laughs) Um, but one thing, I've only heard my dad speak into me three times in my life right And, um, I want to encourage you, uh, please don't hate on my dad. I love him. He's, he's good. He's just, he's just old school cowboy. You know, that didn't happen with him. So he didn't know to do it. It's what it is. Dad, if you're watching, I love you to death. You're my hero. But, um, man, speak into your kids. Listen, anyone that you speak to think about it like this, because Jesus, he blew on him and he said, now Go and tell people, proclaim to them that their sins are forgiven. In other words, bring the kingdom. He told in Mark, he says, now go and make disciples, or Matthew, go and make disciples, right? And on and on, he's telling them to go. But he did that after he blew the breath of life, the breath of power. When you're speaking to your kids or anyone, imagine you're speaking that life. That's what we should be speaking is life. Amen? life and love it's going to look different and all of us don't know how to step in there we're trying to learn and we're going to do it together as family because we are stepping into him and where he's leading amen so please man let's speak life you've been given breath of power a breath of life and breath of power so let's go release both out there in the world this right here is just this is just family get together time this isn't church. Out there is the real ecclesia. Is out there. You're the representatives of the king. You're all statesmen, governors, ambassadors. Uh, you're the principal. <laughs> you're the principal specimen of the king. Does it make sense? So let's go out there, and let's change the world. Let's show them. What he wants them to see because when they see you they're seeing him when they hear you they're hearing him because you are the sons and the daughters of the king amen, amen. so father, I just thank you for every single person here I, I pray right now that that this this uh, I pray that the analogy that is in my head that I saw what you showed me I pray that that, I, that I've made that clear and that there's even deeper revelation in each one of these people that are in this house but are also watching uh, on on television or listening to the podcast, Lord. I just pray for a deep release of understanding. I pray that as we step into the world here, that, Father, that we realize that we have dominion, we have authority, that we have power. Most importantly, Lord, we bring life. We have life because you live in us and you also live through us. So Father, I I just speak over every single person in this place right now, just a new release, a new depth of understanding of how to be you and how to be who you made them to be. And man, I just, I just thank you, Father. I thank you in Jesus' name. Raquel, do you have something? No? For some reason, I feel like you got something, but... She said no. So okay, man, he's good. Amen. Man, y'all's you all of our world's fixing to change drastically, man. Um, this thing with uh, the creative intimacy or the intimacy of creativity, there's just something on that, and we're gonna see that take place in a radical way. Um, and uh, yeah, just how we're how we're about to step. It, it's gonna be good. We're gonna get through these holidays. And it's going to be amazing, man! Y'all pray for us. Uh, we are moving tomorrow into our house. It's not finished yet. There's still some work to do, but uh, thank God we got to move in and get out of the apartment.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: <sighs> Count it all joy. Anyway, um, and another thing, uh, man. Um, y'all know how close I am with Ellie. Everybody knows Ellie, my baby girl, right? Who's struggling really hard with being in the apartment. She's she's old and crippled and she just messed up, and, uh, man, she started having a little bit of a, like, a spasm last night, and uh, had, she can't even hardly walk anymore, you know, she's almost 12 or 13 now, she's all messed up, but uh, she was having a rough time, so, man, if y'all would, man, just say a prayer that Ellie could make it a little bit, uh, you know, uh, I want her to be in the house, and we can, I got to get another dog so Ellie can train her how to be, (laughs) that's the main thing, but, um I'm not trying to be funny, I'm being dead serious, man, you know, uh, I fully believe I've seen God heal animals like that, uh, so I'm just asking his family, uh, but other than that, we got to uh, get to our grandson's uh, birthday party, and we also are going to be packing and moving a few things today, so uh, pray for us, pray for me that I do everything that Raquel says so that I, so that I keep my, uh, my, uh, uh, my sanity and don't get smacked around, right? We love you all. God bless you. Listen, if you need prayer for anything specific, please come and see us. We love you. Y'all be, be safe. God bless.